0: Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now.
1: I got this job and I'm kind of on a path. Jimmy McGill, the lawyer. We can't just keep him alive. We gotta keep him from climbing the walls. You have to do what's best for you.
0: You can go in, Jimmy. He's expecting you. Your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. Saint trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blinking those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick Saul, Saul. You better call Saul to fight your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man just as It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul, set up a geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It is Anthony and Glenn back in season four of Saul, episode six, called Pin Yada. And uh, we've got uh, another flashback to kick things off. And you know what, Glenn? I The more I'm thinking about it, the more I realize that I'm not sure this flashback had much to do with what happened in this episode. Uh, Other than, uh, I guess, maybe showing Kim's desire to work in the field, I guess. Uh, And that maybe her and Jimmy kind of got along, but she saw him as kind of a slacker, I guess. But that's kind of it. I don't don't know. Do you think it related in the episode am i missing something cuz i don't
1: Yeah, know. i felt like it was maybe it was more like a Trojan horse. It was just showing uh, their relationship now. Yeah, maybe like, yes. Like back up
0: how, you know, made you think something was going to happen.
1: Yeah, she maybe she always liked him, but that she just really grew to to really like him. Mm-hmm. Um all right, well let's talk
0: about what happened in the episode. Uh, in flashbacks, Kim and Jimmy are working at HHM's mailroom. Uh, And third-year law student Kim demonstrates her knowledge to pre-sickness Chuck, who, even before he got sick, was an asshole, kind of, to Jimmy. Uh, And you can even see, like, a little look on Kim's face when Chuck is a dick to him. Uh, Years later, Kim juggles uh, her Mesa Verde work with pro bono criminal defense cases, and Jimmy is still struggling financially during his suspension Kim joins a new law firm, Schweikert & Coakley, enabling her to handle both Mesa Verde and the criminal cases. But this disappoints Jimmy, who realizes that uh, this is the end of his dream to restart the Wexler-McGill office. Jimmy is informed that Geraldine, his first elder care client, has died, the, the Alpine Shepherd boy lady Uh, And he seemingly is more upset about her death than he is about Chuck's. Uh, Jimmy tries to ruse the disengaged Howard with a tough love speech uh, after he learns that HHM is kind of not doing so good. He uses his $5,000 inheritance to buy prepaid cell phones for street resale. Uh, This time, Jimmy intimidates the three teenagers who previously beat him up and left him lying. Uh, This time he has help. Uh, He gets these boys uh, cornered, and uh, then they are taken captive and held upside down in a piñata store where he basically scares the piss out of them until they agree to leave.
1: Dude, that was... I'm not going to lie. Like, that was truly horrifying. It kind of was, right? I was just like, man, never would have thought of just... Smashing pinatas beside behind somebody as they're hung upside down, but that had to have been
0: mm-hmm. so damn scary. Um, meanwhile, Mike creates the coolest secret living and recreation facility ever for <laughs> Werner's crew, who are going to start constructing Gus' meth's uh, Gus Gus's meth super lab. Easy enough for me to say. Uh, Gus visits uh, a still hospitalized and still unconscious Hector Salamanca and previews their future by relating to Hector a childhood story uh, about a tree that Gus nursed back to health uh, and trapping an animal who was eating the fruit from the tree. And rather than humanely killing the injured animal after catching it, Gus held it. And let it suffer until it died. Uh, what did you think of episode
1: six? That was damn good, damn good episode. Yes, I mean, I'm telling that whole pinata scene, dude. That was that That's was awesome. so freaking great. And then
0: who were the henchmen? I don't know. I didn't recognize them. I thought, I thought for sure one of them was uh, one of the guys that worked with his worked in his office, but.
1: Yeah, I didn't like I said. I just didn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that whole thing of Gus, and then they just show the hand. You kind of barely see it move a little bit, and it's like, oh, this is going to be the bell. Yes, but it wasn't. No. Uh,
0: it will be eventually.
1: Yeah, but it was. I mean, that whole Gus scene was great. Uh, the flashback was cool. I can't. I mean. Makes me think that we're gonna see Chuck again in a flashback. I can't believe yeah. that they would only bring him back for one scene, but yeah, a short yeah. one at that. Yeah, yeah, where uh, he really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, the dinner scene was was great. Whenever Jimmy goes to leave and looks like he's about to pass out in front of the kitchen. Yep, yeah. this is uh the death of the Western. And that, that whole that whole facility. And that's the thing is. You know, we talk about these scenes or like a pinata stuff. It's mm-hmm. because they do such a good job with like little details. You know, the what's that joke on the red letter media thing? You know, you may not have noticed it, but your brain did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of what this show is—just constantly things that you didn't you didn't think you'd really notice, but your brain does because they thought of everything for this facility, and it's just like, man, this is just thought out to a tee.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mike goes in there, and on top of having everything that they could need, including living space and recreation space, he's also like, uh, look, you guys will have a grocery list, Uh, fill it out, we'll get whatever you need. Uh, There's one guy who does seem to be kind of a...
1: Yeah, going to be a troublemaker. Kind
0: of a troublemaker. Uh, Mike tells uh, the security guys to keep an eye on him, but, I mean, this is a, a Gus Fring operation. It... It's meticulous. it's you know down to the the finest point, and there's a reason everything goes so great for him up until Walter White comes into his life.
1: Uh, yeah no, you got someone like Mike who pays attention to detail as well.: as so. well,
0: yes, like they 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 go together very well. Uh, Yeah, I really like this episode as well. Uh, Clearly this whole ending of the Wexler-McGill dream of Jimmy's is going to be presumably another thing that drives him towards ultimately... It's going to be what carries the second half of this season. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's uh, when he got suspended, I mean, this is a legitimate goal of his to reattain his license and him and Kim are gonna reopen their office and they're gonna do it right this time. And, and it was now a to, and now it's now it's dead.
1: And now he's gonna find a way to take a shortcut? Yep. And uh, that shortcut probably won't involve her. Probably not,
0: because it never does. Um, he uh, I liked all the stuff with the uh, the nail salon lady and uh, bringing in all those fucking cell phones into the little office. Uh, I really liked all that. Um, It was cool
1: to see it, since I've seen it in real life now, being able to see that spot. So you've been there,
0: yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real nail salon? Yeah, it's a real
1: nail salon. Presumably not run
0: by the lady in the television show. Yeah,
1: everyone that is in there, like those are real customers, and those are real uh, stylists or cosmetologists. Mm -hmm. Um Cosmologist, uh, it, yeah. It, cosmologist, yeah. Cosmologist, <laughs> yeah. It's a cosmetologist. I think that's
0: like somebody who studies planets, but
1: yeah, I think, yeah, I think right. uh, But he, uh, no, her, the the lady who runs it. Yes, she is an actress. Uh, but everyone else is. It's a real working nail salon. So like it's a uh, tiny it's, office that's in there too. I think did, we didn't go in it, um, but inside the office in the storefront. I mean, that's that's it. That's awesome. It's it's maybe a five minute drive away from Walter White's house and Jimmy's uh, office. Huh. It's all all within that vicinity because his office on the corner of the is on the intersection of or one of the of the street that takes you over to that nail salon. Ah. Yeah. That, uh, and, that- and uh. And um, his daughter's house is in the same neighborhood of Walter White's house because there was a house in the background that I remember seeing. I'm like, oh, it's like it's like just a couple blocks away on the corner. Like that's all in the same area. The because uh... they tend to sh- it looks like they shoot more on the north side of town, yeah, for that stuff. And then south side of town's like more open because that's where. The restaurant, Los Polos, that's on the south side of town, too. And uh, I got to give you credit, Glenn. It, it
0: almost happened when, because this, that scene with the cell phones led directly to him going to those kids. And uh, I think it was you that called it. Who You're like, you know, I think he's going to go to those kids again, but he's going to try to recruit them or whatever, be a part of his uh, team. And he certainly did try, but they were too stupid to take the deal. Yeah. And instead, got put in this uh, this horrifying piñata shop, hanging upside down. (laughs) Where giant dudes with baseball bats like kept plowing through the piñatas, like breaking them and making a
1: terrifying sound. It it basically sounded like he saw the phone call in the earlier, and he's like, "Oh, piñatas!" It's like, "Yeah, I guess we could make that work." (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, I mean, because every time those dudes hit it, it sounded like they hit a body, and then you could hear their guts falling out on the floor. Yeah, Like, every time they were doing it, and it, these kids got more scared and scared the, the, more, the further he took it. And Jimmy, of course, um, to a degree also kind of a meticulous planner as well, uh, even tossed in a little bit at the end where he's like, okay, I guess we're done here, and then the guys kept coming, and then he's like, whoa, 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 guys, yeah, I think we've made our point, you're taking it too far here. Uh, you know, also part of the... the mm-hmm. To really drive it home. To leave Jimmy alone when he's doing his business out there, uh, I thought because these guys
1: great. these guys will do anything for him, which means they'll sometimes ignore him.
0: Yeah, uh, that Gus speech and the hospital that was all tremendous. He really hates Hector <laughs> a yeah, lot. I, yeah, I well, I mean, do you blame him? No, I don't blame him, but uh, yeah, the spe- his speech, his speeches, and it's so chilling. Anytime. It's weird. He's chilling, but also relaxing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, Sometimes, like he's he's almost up there with Morgan Freeman for me. With people who's just got those voices where you can just listen to them say words. Uh, he's got tremendous delivery, and that was a, a really great scene. Uh, another really good episode, Glenn. I, I'm. Guess I'm not tired of saying it, because we say it every week, but
1: uh, just another great episode of Saul. Yeah, I mean, like, the last two were kind of ho-hum, mm-hmm. but this one is really, you are you're, you're kind of almost cresting, like we're starting to roll downhill. Mm-hmm. I agreed. Sucks, we've only got, like, three, four more left? Four episodes left in the season, yeah.
0: Uh, and then man. one, And then, presumably, only one season left after that. Yeah. So... Uh, but I mean this show could roll on for another two years or so, Glenn, because at the rate that they're releasing these seasons, it could be a while <laughs> before we get to see that fifth season, so uh any other thoughts on pinata, and uh if not, what would you give it
1: i mean i I'd give it a four and a half yeah, and to talk about and the Kim stuff too, like yeah, uh, go ahead. Whenever she's sitting there at the beginning, and she's wanting to look at the court files and has to keep putting the bank stuff on top. Yeah. And, you know, this might be a red herring as to why we don't see her in the show is that they split up and she goes working for that one guy and Schweitzer or
0: whatever I think it is. Uh, Yeah, uh, Schweikert?
1: Schweikert? Yeah, Schweikert and Copley right yeah, or Coakley you know what she's gonna do their banking division so like it's almost like they're kind of giving her an out so maybe maybe she does make it I I think I like your theory or I would I would want your thing is like you maybe what is his ultimate undoing of how he gets caught or arrested even if it's you know something like that because he might not be able to be on the run forever uh, is his undoing is like him meeting Kim and she just turns him into the cops yep yeah. Like really bittersweet, but mm-hmm. also satisfying in, in a certain way, and it makes sense. Yeah, Kim Kim would do that. Well, you know that's the thing is like Kim hasn't done that to him up until this point. No, and but maybe it just straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How did, How could you get in bed? <laughs> with these guys, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's the thing is we don't know how much people find out about Gus's affairs, really, Um, and how Walter's tied into it, and then they had the sleazebag lawyer who had a fake name Mm kind of orchestrate all this. I mean, in the end, you know, he might be viewed as just as evil as them, when really he's just, you know, he did it because it was exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I give this one four and a half as well. Another great episode. Uh, just tremendous stuff. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to i to ultimately bridging with Breaking Bad. I remember early, in, the, in the early days we were wondering if there would be uh, like a time passage between the shows. But um, I think it's clear now that these shows are going to um,
1: collide. I'm time. just hoping that we get to see Jesse as one of her public defendants. Oh, at some point, it would make sense. It would make some sense. I mean, it's complete fan service, but yeah, it fits into it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with fan service every once in a while, and, no. and again, this whole show is a prequel to like events that are pretty damn close in time it's it, you mm-hmm. know kind of like the Rogue One argument, like I don't understand when people are like, "Oh, they did so much fan service. It's like, well, it's a movie about stealing the plans, and it happened like the moment before the movie starts, like yeah. What people did you think were going to show up in this?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very closely tied together. It, what what really matters is, d- does it make sense for the
1: story they're telling? And
0: yep. in this case, yeah.
1: I mean... I mean, Walter, maybe not so much, but Jesse, to me, seems completely probable. Absolutely. Because uh, right now, Walter White exists in this show. He's
0: a chemistry teacher or whatever it is at the high school, but, you know in what way would it make sense for these characters to run into that character right now whereas Jesse it's probable that he's kind of still a delinquent at this point in time or is a delinquent at this point in time and these people deal sometimes in the criminal justice system it would not be surprising if one of these characters uh, and preferably Kim uh, ran into you know had to defend him uh i think that would be uh more than perfect and would fit well within the defined parameters of the show so yeah i'm uh, uh i'm looking forward to see how they end up doing it cuz it seems very clear now that they are intent on um putting the shows like right back to back with one another uh Before we get going, uh, I'd like to thank the good folks over at Adam Tickets. Head on over to CinemaGeekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life. And uh, while you're there, check out the archives of this show. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, and uh, Stitcher. Just search for Better Talk Saul. Hit subscribe. And then you can come back next week and listen to us talk about more Saul. Season 4, Episode 7. It's called Something Stupid. Take your rights, when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man. Justice for all. You heard me. You better call Saul.